When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Today's episode is sponsored by the new Widow 180 course, Dating After Loss, a four-step wish program for widows and widowers looking to find love again. This is a one-of-a-kind program, a complete roadmap to help widows put themselves back out there in the dating scene. When we think about dating again after losing a spouse, so many emotions come up, so many fears, and we have no idea where to even start. We have to prepare our hearts and our minds for dating again. I will show you how to overcome all of the roadblocks that are stopping you. I'll show you where to find the good guys. I'll show you how to write the perfect online dating profile. We actually wrote some for you. And I'll show you how to present the best, most confident version of you to potential partners. If you've been out of the dating game for a while, you know a lot has changed. I want to show you the ins and outs of modern dating. If you're ready for love in your life again, I encourage you to check out the course. Go to www.widow180.com forward slash courses. That's www.widow180.com forward slash courses. It's your turn to have love and companionship and joy in your life again. This question that I get asked a lot is, how do I know if I'm ready to date? You know, I'm not sure that I'm even ready. And look, there are so many layers to answer that question, but here's one piece of this puzzle that I would like to offer you today. One important piece of dating advice for widows, and that is that you need to be comfortable in your own skin first before you open the door to the next person coming into your life. So what does that mean? That means be comfortable being by yourself entertaining yourself, going out and doing things by yourself, like going to a cafe or even going out to dinner or going to a movie by yourself. This is hard. I know this is really, really tough to put yourself out there like this. But then anybody else who comes into your circle and into your life is just going to add on to what you've already built for yourself. They're not there to fill something. They're not there to fill a void. It's easy to fall into bad relationships if you're trying to force a puzzle piece that's not really meant to fit. So what does it look like to be comfortable with yourself? You need to ask yourself when you're comfortable in your own skin, what does that feel like? Do you know what you value in life? Are you comfortable saying no to things you don't want to do? Being comfortable with yourself and what it means to me, it means freedom. 
It means freedom to choose what, where, and with whom you spend your time. And a true test of being comfortable with yourself is going out to lunch or dinner alone. Like, really enjoy the experience. Enjoy your own company. You're comfortable caring for yourself. And oh my God, I used to love this. I know this just sounds weird, but I I love this. I would take a book to a cafe and get some coffee. And I would take my time there and then... That would turn into a bite to eat for lunch. I reveled in those moments, you guys. Like alone time was my jam. I know that sounds weird, but I totally loved it. I embraced it. I could do that for hours. I could do that for days. And really, you never know who you're going to meet when you put yourself out there like that. But the point is, you're comfortable being there alone, not worrying about who else is there, who's paying attention to you. You're happy doing your own thing. The whole point is that you know and fully understand that you are responsible for your own happiness, right? You know that another person is not the answer to your problems or a cure for your heartache. Our happiness is not determined by other people. You don't need another relationship in order to be happy and content. If you know that you're whole and complete and amazing and a total badass just the way you are, just you, then you're ready to date again and have someone in your life to compliment your badassness, if that's even a word. It's like I said before, when you recognize that you don't need to look outside of yourself in order to feel complete, then you have more confidence. And with more confidence, you're less likely to get into a relationship that's not right for you. You're more confident in walking away from someone that's not aligned with your values because you know you're going to be just fine on your own. A new person has the potential to bring joy and fun, to add happiness and lightness to your already awesome world. So if you're asking, are you ready to date? Ask yourself, do you believe you're incomplete because you're not in a relationship? This is just one of the things to consider if you're thinking about dating again. And if you haven't done it already, I would encourage you to take our dating quiz, the Are You Ready to Date quiz, where you can find the quiz at www.widow180.ck.page forward slash dating quiz. I'll put that link in the show notes. You can also find the quiz on our website at www.widow180.com on the homepage. And if you're feeling ready to date, but not sure where to even start, I encourage you to check out our online course for dating after loss. It's literally a step-by-step guide to help prepare your heart and mind for dating again, plus some very practical tips and strategies for online dating, like we even wrote your profile for you to make it easy and stress-free. So you can go to www.widow180.com forward slash courses. That's www.widow180.com forward slash courses. Now let's hear a love after loss story from Stephanie Mosley. I did this interview with Stephanie last November. That was episode 17. She shares with me how she met her now husband, Rob. Here's her story. Let's take a listen. This amazing week in San Diego, 
and um, just so many really cool stories that made me feel independent and strong and capable and joyful again. Well, then I come back from San Diego and I have a couple days break and I go on up to Breckenridge, Colorado with a friend. And we, the two of us, the day after we got there, we decided we're going to go hike a 14er. You know, I just come from sea level. So let's go hike a 14er in Colorado. Um, And it was hard. Obviously it was very hard, but we did it just the two of us, me and my girlfriend. And I just remember feeling so empowered. Like we did this by ourselves. We, I didn't need a man to show me the ropes and to help me do this. Like I did this because I'm strong and I'm capable. And I just had this, this revelatory moment that I can do this and I can, yes, I'm made for this. And I was, it was so transformative for me to see that I can do this on my own. I can be strong and I can travel. I can be filled with joy and I can do this again on my own. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So it was an incredible two week vacation. So going back to this little gap in between those two, though, I was home for a couple of days, like I said. And during that time, I was at a girlfriend's house. We had a bunch of friends over and decided to sign me up on match.com. I was like, I'm ready to date again. Have some We'd drinks. probably been drinking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so signed up on match.com and while I'm in Colorado, I get a message from this guy and you know, a lot of messages from online dating for any of you who have stepped into those waters, they aren't good. They're pretty terrible. There's a lot of just really not good men on there. Um, but finally I got this message from this guy and he was actually genuine and had a lot of questions and just, he was different. I knew he was different, but at the same time I was like, nah, yeah, smash.com. <laughs> well, we decided, we kept talking through my vacation and I ended up, you know, kind of liking him a little bit. I was like, this guy is really cool. And, um, after a couple of days of talking, I don't know how things are now on match, but back then we didn't have to have our real name on there. We just had usernames. And so it wasn't until a couple of days later that we were talking and he told me his name was Robert. Well, my late husband's name was Rob. And so I thought, what the heck? Like the first good guy that I have to talk to has to share the same dang name. Like, come on. And yeah, I one of my friends and I said, I can't do this. This is dumb. <gasps> <laughs> well, I decided to give him a chance. And when I came back from Colorado, we decided to go ahead and meet. I said, listen, I don't want to waste more time talking to you if, if you're not that great in person is basically what I said to him. He said, well, I feel the same way. I don't want to waste any more time. And so we decided to meet up and had a great time. We just we connected and had such good conversation. And I really, really enjoyed his company. And towards the end of this date, he ended up asking me, he was like, is it weird that I share the same name as your late husband? And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, well, if it makes you feel any better, you can call me by my middle name. I said, okay, so what's your middle name? And he said, Andrew, I went white as a sheep. That was my late husband's middle name too. What are the odds? Like I just, in that moment, I pictured my late husband up there hanging out with Jesus, like throwing some popcorn back and just watching this, like a movie happening up there and just busting up laughing at this moment that's happening to me. (laughs) But you played a part in this. Really? I mean, what is the, what's the chance of that? Seriously. 
I know. Oh my God. Um, so you started dating? We did. We started dating and we just, we really hit it off very quickly. Um, I knew within a couple months that I wanted to marry this guy. It took him a little longer, but I knew fairly early what? on that this was going to happen. <laughs> what is, what were his thoughts about dating a widow? Like, did you guys have that conversation? Cause I'm just curious. Like well, we absolutely did. I mean, yeah. I was very, um, firm about, you know, I will always love this man and you're not competing with him, but you have to know that, yeah, I'm going to talk about him a lot. And so I hope you can handle that. And he never, ever felt any inkling of jealousy or weird feelings at all. It's, he was very much his separate person. He was separate from my late husband and he just had such a graceful approach and understanding that the two weren't competing and he knew that I liked him for him and that there was no competition. And he's always been so, so graceful about all of that. Um, so yeah, we definitely did have that conversation, but he is a very special man for (laughs) understanding in the way that he does and putting up with all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I never get that. I never get that when, you know, somebody says like their, their boyfriend or significant other is, is jealous or, you know, that just, like he's not going to come back from the dead for you. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you, who are you competing? What are you talking about? Um, so how, how long did you guys date? And then he proposed, when did he propose? So we dated, um, we started dating in July and then he proposed to me at the beginning of May the following year. So 10 months. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little more than 10 months. And then we got married like seven weeks later. <gasps> oh, so you did? We planned a little shotgun wedding. You did? <laughs> We did. And we ended up, um, we planned our wedding on the anniversary of the day that we met. So we got married exactly one year to the day that we met. Oh, that's sweet. We had this, a really sweet little ceremony on our friend's property here in Oklahoma city and just some of our closest friends and family. It was really important for both of us to invite those people along who had been there in both of our stories. Um, he has his own story. And, you know, those people that have been there for him through those things and myself likewise. And so we felt it important to bring those people along into our story and just have this really small, intimate, special experience with them. And oh, it yeah. was perfect. It was, oh, it was beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. So he has two boys. He does. He has okay. two boys. And right now they are seven and nine. And my son uh, was eight. He just turned nine. So we've got these three boys that are all back to back in age and grades in school. And it is nuts. Let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, how to get your life back together after loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.